Hi, and welcome back to our latest episode of Awakening Innovations. Today, we're very uh, lucky to have Chrissy Ogle here with us. She has done a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, she's started five different companies. She's a co-founder of a nonprofit, and she does all of this while uh, being very, very family-oriented. And not only does she do it for herself, but she helps other people to achieve this. And so I'm really excited to hear uh, from Christy how she got to where she is, and then telling us how she does what she does. So with that, I'll pass it over to you, Christy. And so welcome, and, and how did you get here? Is this what you played on the playground when you were a kid? <laughs> well, I got here um, from just doing what needed to be done. I took some massive action, not realizing <laughs> at the time it would get me to be the CEO of this company and multiple companies uh, because I was a social worker before I did yep. this. I didn't have any business background whatsoever. Yeah, so... That that's awesome. And so tell us a little bit about your your history and your background and your family obviously is really important to you. It is very important. Uh, the culture of the mission, the value of sometimes spouse and our other businesses that branch from it is family first. So what happened was I was at work one day and I was settling in for the day and uh, I got this phone call and it was my baby brother back in Missouri. And he said, grandma's fallen ill. They don't think she's going to make it. You need to get home right away. Now, I was in Waco, Texas at the time, and I said, all right, let me go tell my boss. So I walked immediately into my boss, and I said, I have to go back home to Missouri. My grandmother, who helped raise me, has fallen ill, and they don't think she's going to make it through the night. I've got to go and say goodbye. And she said, no, you can't go. You're the <laughs> only one here that can do your job. Yeah. And I said, no, you don't understand. This is the woman that helped raise me. I have to go back home. And uh, she said, no, if you don't, if you go, you will lose your job. You'll um, not have anything to come back to. And I said, well, I have three kids at home and a mortgage to pay. So I better stay at work. So I did. But thank God my brother's a millennial. And he set up <laughs> Skype that night. And I got to say goodbye to grandma via Skype. Um, after a few, you know, name callings, because that's what grandma and I used to do. Yeah. Um, she called me heifer and I called her old lady. <laughs> we had a nice conversation. We knew it was going to be the last time we ever spoke. Mm -hmm. And she goes, Christy, I want to tell you one thing. She goes, you have a beautiful family. You've got this loving, adoring husband and three beautiful children that just love you to death. And they're amazing. Christy, always remember to put your family first. Great. That was like a kick in the gut. I didn't do it that day. I put my job that just overbroke in front of uh, my family, which was grandma. Now, she passed away that night. We went to her funeral. Uh, we came back home, and I started taking a really hard look at my life. Uh, it wasn't where I really wanted it to be. Um, I was 
I had no freedom, no flexibility. I had to listen to what my boss said, and that really wasn't for me. So one night when I was living uh, that box life where, you know, you'd wake up in the morning, you'd go to work, you'd take your box car, go to work, and you'd eat a box at lunch, and you'd work on the box all day long, and then you'd drive the box back home, and you'd make a box dinner, because that's all we could afford is hot dog and macaroni and cheese. And then you'd watch the box um, for three or four hours a night. And one night on the box, this woman comes on uh, with Lester Holt on NBC News and said, I started this uh, organization company in the South and it replaced my full-time income within three years. And yeah. so I watched it and rewound it and watched it and rewound it and watched it and rewound it. And uh, my husband came home and I couldn't wait for him to finish that box dinner. And I said, babe, you've got to watch this. I right. think do something like it so uh, I rewound it and showed it to him and I said I think we should start our own business but let's let it be a handyman and household business because you can do the handyman and I can do the cleaning right and he said you know what let's do it and uh, it started producing a little bit of income a couple hundred dollars extra a week um, so we got out of that box life uh, pretty quickly. And at the end of the first six months, we realized that it replaced one of our full-time incomes. So uh, we really started focusing on building this business. And the reason we built it as handyman and household is because my grandmama always needed that stuff done. And Max would go over and take care of it. My mama would need that stuff done. So Max would go over and take care of it. I even cleaned their houses for them. So okay. uh, that was a need that we knew needed to be filled. So started this business within a year. Um, he left his full-time job. Uh, within a few months later, I left my full-time job. Um, at the end of the first full year that we were doing it, we realized that uh, we'd, made, we'd sold over six figures. We replaced both of our incomes mm -hmm. and some. Um, and then a few years later, we realized it was duplicatable and we started franchising. And now we have multiple franchises um, that do sometimes spouse all over Texas and beyond. Okay. And so the name seems pretty obvious, but tell me, how'd you come up with a name? Uh, it was just us sitting there going, well, sometimes you need a spouse without the hassle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, very good. And so um, you, the two of you created this business and you said that it's now beyond you. So tell us about that. Yeah. And so uh, we happened to run into somebody one day that said, hey, have you ever thought about franchising your business? And we said, yeah, in, you know, five or 10 years. And he goes, no, you should do it right now. And so he taught us how to put systems and processes yep. Place to make it duplicatable because before we had those systems and processes in place if something happened to either one of us the business wouldn't sustain but right. now we've got those systems and processes and we actually train other people to do them um, so that if anything ever happens to the founders it doesn't skip a beat so right. um, we had to learn how to train people how to work with people and I'm gonna be honest like it's not easy we've we've lost a few franchises along the way yeah. but um we have figured out um what really works and what doesn't work the one thing that does not work from those lost franchises we found is people that don't work don't work 
So people that go home, they eat bonbons, they watch Days of Our Lives. Those are the type of people that aren't going to make anything or do anything, that just want to sit there and think that it's going to take off just because of this amazing name. It doesn't work that way. You have to go out. You have to meet people. you got to tell them about your business. You have to do so many different things. But the most failures I've seen in business or anything in life are those people that just don't take action or they let life get in the way or their mind. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have to take action, as you said at the very beginning, massive action or other people will say inspired action. But no matter what, you have to take action. <laughs> yeah. You have so, to do something. Yeah. It, you know, the, the old whatever people talk about, you know, Oprah's never going to find you to give you your car when you're sitting in your mom's basement, right? No. <laughs> no at the very least, not. you've got to go to the show, right? <laughs> you've got to be there. You have to show up. You have to take that action. Right. You have to get so, out of the house because... I mean, it doesn't work. I mean, even Mark Zuckerberg didn't just sit in his, right. you know, college apartment all the time and pray that it would work. He had to take massive action. Absolutely. And so did you hire people in, into your little organization before you expanded or how did that work? Yeah. Uh, when we started with Sometimes Spouse, we did it with just us, mm -hmm. uh, Max and I doing the work, but then with <sighs> months we got relatively busy and we had to hire people we hired friends and family to start doing the work um, and then um, when we started franchising we started hiring people to do the work um, now uh, Max and I um, have taken over everything again and we've started rebuilding um, just one person at a time and automating it so six years ago it was a lot different you had to have people Right. to pull off the stuff. It wasn't like I could hire a virtual person to do this, you know, in Canada for a quarter of the price or even, you know, a frag, I mean, even less of the right. price to do that. So uh, we've found that you don't need all of the people. You don't have to pay, you know, a TV station two salaries a year to get your name out there anymore. You can go here and do that. I don't have to employ a full-time graphic designer anymore. I can use Fiverr. So um, there's so many things that we've learned um, that you don't need this massive amount of people to pull it off anymore. I was talking to somebody the other day that was the CEO of multiple companies and they had a handful of employees because you right. don't need anymore that you can use virtual assistants. Yes, outsourced uh, professionals. Absolutely, yeah. um, that's that's something near and dear to my heart as well. So, um, I have been known to be out on Fiverr and and Upwork looking for people as well. So, <laughs> and actually, it's good the other direction. So, I've got a friend who recently uh, started doing writing, copywriting, and he went on to Upwork and he said that he's got as much work as he can handle. So, it's good. It's great opportunity. And so um, when you when you started expanding, you said the biggest challenge was finding people who worked or the biggest failures occur. People who don't work, it doesn't work. How do you know when you're interviewing somebody? Well, actually, let me back up a step. So with your franchise, if I wanted to do this, do you and I have some sort of interview phase, whatnot? Do I then buy the franchise from you and you kind of hand me a three ring binder that tells me how to do this or what? So you can't purchase a franchise from sometimes spouse anymore. We okay. used to 
people would give us a check, we'd bring them in for training, they get an ops manual, um, and then they would go and get started. But what we found was we let too many people into this amazing brand that didn't do the work or they weren't upstanding individuals. So you can't purchase a franchise from sometimes spouse anymore. You actually would become, you have to go through an interview process and it's um, about three to four interviews depending on the person. Okay. Uh, then you work with, you come here for training and then you work with us um, as a managing partner. So the three things that we look for is character, chemistry, and competency. So um, when working with them, we're basically in a partnership together with sometimes spouse. We teach them how to do everything. We coach them. We give them all the tools that they need to be successful. But mm -hmm. then they go back to where they're from and they start pulling it off. They start doing the work, building the foundation for this business and then starting putting it together one brick at a time, just yeah. like we did with Waco. And in that time, when they're starting to build their business, you're going to really get to know an individual because you're, you're married to them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this a person? And so when we're working with them, we're looking because a couple of interviews is great, but when you work with somebody, you learn a whole different side of them. So I learn if they are the right people, if they throw up any red flags where they're taking money through a different platform than our application, mm -hmm. then that is a red flag. Um, one the other day got on a coaching call with one of our handymen, um, which that coaching call is made just for managing partners and people building sometimes spouses. Okay. And, um, by the end of the call, I let her go because it was just a huge red flag having somebody on there. And then she started playing the blame game. Yeah. And, that's not who I want to be in business with. A person I want to be in business with is somebody that has that character, chemistry, and competency that knows, okay, I'm having a coaching call with the CEO and founder of the company. <laughs> I need to be aware and I need to be open to what this person is saying. Um, and I need to give her my attention because we're building the business. I'm not there to help you fix your relationship with your husband or your kids or talk about your house. I'm not. I am there to talk about sometimes spouse and build this business for you and your family. Mm -hmm. So that's really hard when I set those boundaries and people don't understand those boundaries. Right. Uh, they think that I am harsh or cruel. No, this is what you're really you're paying me for is <laughs> build a business, not to fix your relationship because you know, I don't have a master's in that. Right. So um, sometimes that's really difficult, but that didn't come. None of that stuff came up in the interview process. And then the months before that she'd been working with sometimes spouse, but boy, once that comes in, you've got to fire quickly and hire slowly. Okay. So, you have to be able to go, you know the what, this isn't working for you. You might be having a bad day, but this isn't something that we're going to be able to sustain a relationship because I realize I'm in a marriage with somebody for, you know, from several years to decades. So right. I want, they're going to be interacting with me, but they're going to also be interacting with my franchisees. And I don't want to introduce 
new family members into their life <laughs> that aren't going to add value to them. Right. And they add value to them back and forth. So um, we need those kind of people. And um, you just can't purchase a franchise from us anymore. You have to become a managing partner and become a part of sometimes spouse and to build that relationship together. So is there a point where they become independent or how does that work? Yeah, they become more independent um, as they grow. And sometimes spouse, they can expand their territories. Um, they can do uh, amazing things. But sometimes spouse does own all of our locations that we currently open. Okay. No longer are offering franchises to people that are outside of the system. Okay, that's great. How do you find people? I mean, do you all advertise? Or at this point, does everybody send you an email or call you and say, yo, I want to do that. <laughs> uh, we do advertise uh, for managing partners, but the best ones that have come to me have sought us out. They right. want the opportunity to put their family first. They want that freedom and flexibility. Um, and they want to be a part of something that's bigger than the, what they are. Sometimes spouse's mission is to help 1,204,732 families be able to put family first so okay. they know ask, that number is what <laughs> that, that number is a a group of numbers that are very important to my husband and i and we're firm believers in anything that ends in zero is a big old fat lie okay. so uh, <laughs> That's how we came up with that number. And when the managing partners come in and they train to get started with sometimes spouse, they know that there is something bigger happening here. It's a much bigger movement. They want to create a legacy for themselves and their families that live way past where they are. Okay. And, and how does this work for, for them putting family first and the flexibility that they need? Well, they would sometimes spouse it is kind of like owning your own business when you're a managing partner and um, you know what you need to do. You go out and do it. So if you want to work Monday through Thursday, you can, if you need to take off to take mom to the doctor's appointment or your wife has a surgery, you can do that. Or if you want to take off two or three weeks from um, sometimes spouse and take your family on a vacation, all you have to do is call home office. We have those systems and supports in there to help take care of you so you can okay. have that freedom and flexibility. Whereas most places say, you're a franchise, you're on your own, good luck right. with that. Yeah. Um, so can I ask, awesome if, if your managing partner calls and says, I'm gonna be gone for three weeks, what do you do as home office? We would take over their telephone calls. They need to have a good handyman and housekeeper okay. in place that can go out and do those estimates and pull off those jobs for them. You can't start this month and then take off three weeks. It doesn't work that way. This is when you build um, for yourself um, time over time. So people yeah. getting started now literally can take off time in July. They don't have to ask our permission either. Um, we are partners. So they, they say, Hey, I'm taking three weeks off. Okay, great. I had one a couple weeks ago that took off to Chicago for a week and we took care of everything that they needed taken care of. Of course we can email them if there's an emergency, but it's not brain surgery. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's funny. So many people think that they're indispensable and the companies pretend that they are. 
I remember when I was working, I was I was direct, director of a group um, in a scientific facility. We had 17 people and I went to South Africa for 10 days. And I told my second command, you know, if you need me, you can reach me. And she, she didn't reach out because oddly enough, if you've done a good job, everything can run without you. Just like you're saying, if your managing partner has done a good job, selected some good people, is in with a good group like yours, they just let you know, and it just flips over. I mean, yeah. that's the way it should be. And yet we all think, oh, I got to answer my emails and my texts 24 seven. And you know, if anything ever goes wrong, you know, everybody needs to know. I'm like, no, <laughs> almost never, right? If the cops are at the door or the fire, the fire department is at the door, I care. Other than that, it's probably okay. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff can wait until tomorrow or even on Monday morning. I mean, yeah. you don't have to be on call 24 seven. You don't have to check your stinking phone. You don't need to update social media with everything that's going on in your life. You just don't have to. So, uh, but most people can never get over that. Um, <laughs> Several of my franchisees have been upset with me over the years because I don't give out my personal cell phone number. Right. That is for me, my children, and my immediate family. I do have the sometimes spouse numbers you can get a hold of me. My husband, Max, is a little bit different um, for handyman and household jobs. They can get a hold of him, uh, but he does put his phone away about seven o'clock at night. Uh, wow. You don't have to get a hold of me. Like I said, it's not brain surgery. Thank I'm. You. I, I'm, you're not paying me for me to be on call 24-7. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's, that, in fact, is one of the biggest things that would help uh, help people to put family first and, and get their flexibility is for all of society, let's just say, to realize that you don't need instant contact with everyone. So. No, yeah. you don't. Well, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate your time, Christy. And it's exciting to hear how you developed this and I love stories of companies that are built with the idea of family first and flexibility. I'm a, a dad, um, I'm divorced and in fact tomorrow I'm taking the day off and I'm headed out to Indianapolis. My daughter has a soccer tournament and so I'll be there for the weekend and you know life goes on. It's not like anyone's, I'm not I'm not a heart surgeon or a trauma surgeon, you know? <laughs> so I fully agree with you. I fully agree. So well, um, you make memories with your daughter this weekend. Oh, absolutely. I do every time. So, so do you have uh, any words of wisdom for our listeners before we sign off? Always remember to put your family first, whatever it is, when you're lying on your deathbed and your family is around you, they're not going to be want to talk want to be talking about that meme that you guys thought was funny on Facebook or that television series that you've watched. Put your family first. That means sit around the dinner table with them. Go out and enjoy the holidays with them. Pull up YouTube and do karaoke in your living room. Do something fun to make memories with them because that's your legacy that you're creating. It's not through work. It's not through 
Facebook or social media of any sort. It is through those memories you literally make with your family. That's what's going to be passed down from generation to generation. Put that stinking phone down and make memories with your family. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to call or email? And do you have a link where they should go? Yeah, they can go to any form of social media, um, except for Snapchat. I'm not on there. Um, <laughs> they can get me on Facebook under under any of the Sometimes Spouses pages. They can email me, Christy at Sometimes Spouse. Um, they can also call our home office at 254-315-1922 or just go to SometimesSpouse.com. All right. Well, awesome. And we will put that in the description below so that if people are interested in, in hiring you all or joining up with you all or just want to talk to you about what you're doing, they can easily get in touch with you. So definitely. I appreciate your time, Christy, and this has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks very much. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.